What I do is inconsequential. Why I do what I do is I get to shorten people's journeys every day. What I love about our hospitality industry is that it's our mission to make people feel cared for while on their journeys. Together, we'll explore what hospitality means in the built environment, in business, and in our daily lives. I'm Dan Ryan, and this is Defining Hospitality. All right, everyone. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're out here in uh, we're in Kenya at the Kikeche Bush Camp with the camp manager Dido Dima. Welcome, Dido. Thank you very much, Dan. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you for allowing me to experiment in doing this out in the bush because mm -hmm. I do these on location sometimes, but never in such a beautiful, amazing environment with animals lurking out there that might want to have breakfast have breakfast on us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, one of the reasons why I wanted to speak with you is when, when I first met, met you, you were very clear that this is the place for you as far as being out in the, in the country, out in nature and not in a city. And it's very, well, it's often, but it doesn't happen all the time where people are able to find their purpose and live in their purpose. Mm. And as far as you being out here, being a camp manager and like an incredible host, mm. um, I thought it would be fun to set up the camera and microphones and and just talk to you about so our guests can learn from your experience. Yes. So thank you. Thank you very much. Um, so we'll start with the first question of being out here at the Kikeche Bush Camp. It's been incredible, just made to feel so comfortable. Um, a lot of that has to is all from hospitality. Um, so let's start with how do you define it? So from where I sit, I believe hospitality is extending kindness. So as a camp manager, that means extending kindness to travelers and uh, my guests who come from very many destinations to the Mara here. It's also that for me also extends to staff in the community. I mean, and one of the, uh, to me also, I, allow me to add that hospitality is very dynamic for me in that it's extending kindness, as I said, to the travelers who come from very different places and also to the community around here and also to, to staff. It's always very interesting. One, one thing that I really enjoy in my work is dealing with very different levels of hospitality. Mm. Uh, so one time you're dealing with a very sophisticated guest uh, from uh, well-traveled guests uh, from the States or Europe and then you move back back of house 30 minutes later and you're dealing with one of your staff who's a community member who's never left the Mara and he's giving you a challenge like I have a problem boss uh, uh, my goats have been killed by leopards last night and you're dealing with this problem and 30 minutes later, you're dealing with a baggage issue, a baggage stuck in <laughs> one of the airlines. So it's very varied, like from, it's basically the different ends of the spectrum. Mm. Uh, dealing with a community guy with a very... Of the life and death of a goat of to a, goat. a lost bag. Yes. <laughs> and, I, and all things, that's a good spectrum that's, and that's, all things yeah, in between. Yeah. So that's all that, that I'm giving you the, <laughs> in my daily life, what I, what I deal with. And that dynamism is what, I enjoy here in the bush. Mm. Yeah. Well, I think one of the other super interesting things, particularly that 
with respect to the goats or other cattle and livestock is where this camp is situated and sustainability comes up a lot as a theme in design and just overall business in these conversations that I'm having but could you just tell me a little bit tell me in the guests a little or then the listeners a little bit about um, what makes this conservancy and camp unique as far as a model for travel mm. and I guess like community conscious travel, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, and and this model mm -hmm. from our earlier conversations mm -hmm. seems to be, I think it was the first one and then it was Correct. replicated yeah. so that there's um, there's kind of a, it's not a zero sum game. There's a win-win mm -hmm. for the community mm -hmm. and also mm -hmm. the, the camp and the guests of the camp mm -hmm. and camps mm -hmm. within this conservancy. Yeah, so we instituted in Olari Mutorogi Conservancy, and it's a community conservancy, meaning the land here belongs to the local community. We've given it out for conservation. And then in turn, they then get revenue directly every month from tourism. And they're also allowed to graze uh, um, a certain time of the year. What this does is gives wildlife the habitat uh, that they really need, desperately need, and also they, uh, it addresses the community's interests, and that is livelihood. In Tua Maasai, um, cows, very, very, very important part of that conversation. So it addresses then, as you're saying, it's sort of a win-win for, for both, one, tourism players, wildlife, and the community. So this conservancy was the first uh, of its kind, to adapt this model and this then was replicated in various various conservancies and we currently have about 10 12 conservancy uh, uh, community conservancy models in in the mara and also elsewhere but this was actually the pilot a uh, back to, to camp in terms of sustainability as you noticed we run fully on solar mm -hmm. uh, we are so the kenya has uh, a system sustainability gradings so you have bronze silver and gold we are at gold level and every year we come to be assessed uh, to see how much so the goal is basically to leave very little footprints in nature mm. that comes in design the way our tents are settled are we uh, killing flora and fauna around there so the way our tents are, are designed then if we are to fold this camp it's fold and go without leaving any trace here in terms of energy are we uh, we are fully on solar, 100%. In terms of how do we manage our, our waste, our garbage and all these things. Yeah. So all our garbage here is recycled, uh, first separated at source in the various departments and sections. Then uh, some are reused, like the bottles and all this, uh, in communities. Uh, and then some are sent then to Nairobi to a recycling plant to upscale if you if you like yeah mm. so that's the sustainability message that we're sending uh, and for you to come i know some travelers are like we are traveling all this way and there's emission from travel yeah but so we are trying to offset this uh, whatever emissions you've created of getting here yeah mm. and also in you traveling here remember you're giving the conservancy uh, a lifeline you're giving wildlife a lifeline, you're giving the community a lifeline. So, so it's sort of a win-win uh, if, if you look at it in terms of sustainability. Yeah, I, I enjoy that. And it's really a theme within a lot of the entrepreneurs I know where 
it's not just about shareholders, it's about stakeholders. Mm -hmm. And here, um, the stakeholders being the communities, the farmers, the, the town, the conservancy, the wildlife, the fauna, the fauna. So there's so many different um, stakeholders. And just from my experience being here, I do get the feeling, I see it, but I also get the feeling, I, again, I have a small sample set because mm -hmm. I'm only here for a couple mm -hmm. of days, um, that the community really is a, a huge part of the of the stakeholder community, if you will. Absolutely, the community is very integral in this. Mm. I mean, without the community, first of all, the animals, the wildlife, the flora and fauna could not have this land. Uh, without the community, this camp will not run because 90% of our staff come from uh, the community here, like mm -hmm. people who can walk to their homes from here. And uh, so the community then is, is very important to this. Uh, uh, operation at the camp and also the conservancy model. Um, going back to your career journey to where you are here, mm -hmm. um, I was also struck by at, a, at an early age, you knew that you wanted to be involved in conservation. Yes. When was it that you found the intersection of, okay, I, wa I want to be in nature, I want to help with mm -hmm. conservation, mm -hmm. but how did you find the intersection of hospitality into that? Mm -hmm. So growing up, of course, I grew up in a conservation area, in a wildlife area. So naturally, then I fell in love with nature. Then I, through school, I, went, I was lucky enough to be called to a public university and I was enrolled in hospitality. And then my challenge was then to merge hospitality and conservation. So I was lucky enough to go through a management trainee program and I had an opportunity then to tr train in the city and um, the resorts in the beach and also uh, in the bush mm -hmm. and of course naturally I realized then the bush running a camp would give me that opportunity uh, to be in hospitality and also in uh, in a wildlife area as I mentioned before I don't function very well in the city and yeah. if you remember uh, <laughs> I just can't find my way I can't understand how everyone is in a rush how people don't say hi to each other in the morning I know I know it doesn't make sense <laughs> but you get you get my point mm -hmm. yeah um, so also a lot of the topics that come up are within hospitality and with a lot of the guests that I have on or have it revolve around people because you know through all the things that I've learned in doing this podcast sometimes people say hey oh, Dan what how do you define hospitality and I, I don't know if there's a, a binary there's not a black and white mm -hmm. definition of it. it but if you were to take like a Venn diagram of all these different ideas mm -hmm. and stakeholders mm -hmm. within what hospitality means mm -hmm. um, so much of it has to do with the people the people from the community mm -hmm. the the guests the people working here mm. um but it's all about putting others first in a way that there's empathy right absolutely and because you have to attend to the needs and anticipate the mm -hmm. needs of others and put mm -hmm. others first mm -hmm. um how did you i guess like because all the people that i've seen here are just incredible and there's fr from the guards to um the cook to just the, the all of the staff to your whole team it's just been incredible and but there's kind of a thread that ties them all together um and so how do you 
first of all, define like who, who are the best people to work here? Mm. And then how do you attract them and retain them? Mm. So first, as I said, uh, hospitality is all about attitude. Mm. You, and then you train for the skill. So you really have to have that hospitality DNA in you. And good thing the community here, naturally, most of the community here pride themselves as very hospitable people. Mm -hmm. And they enjoy extending hospitality. And as I told you, naturally, like for the mass size, a guest is a blessing. So they did not really see it as work. Back to how we uh, attract the right people and then maintain them, it's really through giving the locals, the community, an opportunity to grow. Like most of the guides, the, most of the staff here, I'll give you an example of your guide, Benja. I mean, from the local community, just went to high school from a very poor background. He was taken by Kicheche and uh, he started as a room cleaner. And uh, of course, the the owners of this camp were guides before and they noticed this guy has the guide's DNA. And they took him to a guiding school paid for by Kicheche. And then again, now he was then given an opportunity to work for Kicheche and he's now 22 years with Kicheche. Wow. Yeah. So that level of then loyalty is by giving people genuine opportunity to grow mm. and, and understanding them. And of course, tra retraining and training them to the point that they understand a lost luggage is important, yeah. as important as a dead god. Yes. So, <laughs> so, so making a community guy understand that the lost luggage is as important as it's got, then you really need to have that training and consistent uh, uh, patience yeah, to, mm. to grow with the, with the team. So then thinking about growth, because again, I feel people are always changing. Mm -hmm. Needs of, of all the stakeholders are always changing. Mm -hmm. um, how do you continue that growth mindset with the team here mm -hmm. as a leader? Mm -hmm. One is uh, continuous training and uh, and also one nurturing people's interest. People's interest change. Someone mm -hmm. started as a room steward, now wants to grow into a guide. You have to appreciate that and not be like apprehensive and say, hey, why why do you want to move from the rooms? No. You have to understand interests of people change and you try then to support them in that change. Mm. Yeah. So it's just being dynamic and just uh, keeping abreast of the travel world, what the guest needs. They, like Corona came with a different ball game. So you have to make people understand that. I know we've been doing this this way. Now there's a change. Now we have to keep on doing in a different way. Mm. So it's just keep on improving, keep on making people interested and also offering them training opportunities. Now, as far as the other stakeholder in this, in Kikache, the guest, mm. um, for those who haven't been on safari and they come here for the first time, mm -hmm. there must be people who are comfortable mm -hmm. and then there must be people who are very uncomfortable because mm -hmm. they're a lot of big mm. animals around mm. here. Yeah. Um, do you have any story of a of someone who of a guest who came who may have been very apprehensive and nervous mm. um, at the beginning of their stay, mm. but within their stay, because of your team mm. 
really helped them get to a place where they were at ease and, and mm. almost transformed. Mm. So, dear, we have people who come here as first-time safari guests, and they come here with a lot of fear and uh, insecurity. And I mean, just the drive from most of them, the pickup from the airstrip here <laughs> to here is about five, uh, maybe at most ten kilometers. And you, in a good day, you always see all the big cats, elephants, and you get here. The camp is not fenced, and at briefing, a gut guest is like. That. And then you point them to a tent that is flapping because of the wind and it's, you know, sounds, looks wobbly and it's a tent and you're like, the guest, I mean, you have to understand this guest says, hey, am, am I safe? Am I safe? So we've had guests who come here and really scared. And one is then to give them a lot of information that they are safe and all that. To give you an example is a guest who came in, single lady traveler in the tent and we have a walkie-talkie system that you really you just have to use during an emergency mm -hmm. but this guest kept calling me to uh, for interesting stuff we appreciate that such guests call but you'll find uh, this guest calling that hey can i flash my toilet can i switch on the light we need to attract animals uh, what if I cough? Would they, would they think there's an animal in here and walk into my tent? Uh, if I snore, I might sound like a, an animal and walk into the tent. So all these is questions we get. They're very interesting. Of course, the common Maasai man who's used to sleeping outside is like, really? Are they that scared? <laughs> but then again, it's, it's the environment that we're in. Same way, the same Maasai, if you take him to the city, is like, oh my God, all these vehicles, am I safe? So it's... it's yeah, how do I cross the street? How do I cross the street? <laughs> and yeah, it's, it's really uh, people adapting to the environment and just getting used to it. Yeah. Well, I can say I woke up the other night and there I heard something outside my window and I looked and there was a huge Cape buffalo just like eating grass and rubbing its nose on the tent post. Yeah. <laughs> And they're huge. Yeah, they are. But huge. I felt very safe. I, I didn't feel. I was more curious. I, I wanted to watch them and or her. I don't know. Well, are you tempted to call the walkie-talkie? No, I didn't want to wake you up. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> good call. But I, but good I knew call. you were there. Just yeah. knowing you were there made me feel safe. <laughs> um, so, if you go back to like, okay, so you always wanted to be in the bush in conservation. When did you know that you wanted to? find that hospitality path for you? I'll say then probably around 22 years when I was in uni. Mm -hmm. That's when I realized hospitality is where I want to be. And then of course contribute to conservation so that I can be in both conservation and, and hospitality. Mm -hmm. So I would say second year of uni, yeah. Okay. Um, so it's incredible what you guys have built here. Um, as you see where we are now and all the all the efforts that you're taking with the community the guests the environment the um as you look forward what's exciting you most what's exciting me is the conservancy model being replicated across kenya mm -hmm. and east africa that means more habitat for for wildlife more opportunities for communities to partner with conservation uh it's also Kenya has a lot of young people, so you see a lot of talented young people interested in 
hospitality and tourism, that's really exciting. Mm -hmm. That means then uh, hospitality and tourism is a very sustainable uh, venture. So that that is exciting for me. Yeah, it's it's exciting for me too because I'm just seeing a lot of changes, mm -hmm. at least within North America, mm -hmm. where sustainability. Th there was talks about it and real efforts mm -hmm. ten, eight, ten years ago, mm -hmm. um, but it seems to be getting new stronger winds mm, in its sails. Mm, and I think mm. not just from within hospitality, but through all walks of life mm. from, um, and I think it's because the retail investor or shareholder yeah. is now demanding it. Mm. And um, I know it's exciting. I think mm. that something has changed within the community at large and mm. every little drop of water can become a ra uh, waterfall. Absolutely. So I appreciate everything that you guys are doing here and playing your Thank part. You. You. Um, if people wanted to learn more about Kikeche or you, mm. um, how can they get in touch and learn more? So you, they can get in touch with me through social media mm -hmm. on Instagram as Dido Dima, Dima.Dido, mm -hmm. uh, on LinkedIn also as Dido Dima. For Kikeche, we have a website, so Kikeche.com. Great. It should give you all this information. Wonderful. Um, and we'll be sure to put that in the show notes so that yeah. people could learn more. I have it. I highly recommend it. Um, thank you so much for our time together. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for the incredible experience. Mm -hmm. And to all of our guests, if you want to learn more, check them out. Mm -hmm. I highly recommend this place. Mm -hmm. And um, if this has changed your idea on hospitality and sustainable hospitality and community hospitality, please pass it along because we grow by word of mouth and we keep growing every week and we wouldn't be able to do it without you guys so thank you and thank you thank you very much it was amazing to host you uh dan a lot of fun at dinner definitely miss you at the dinner table tonight all right do, would you like to stay more and uh, be one of the guides here i'd love to stay more but i gotta get back to my kids uh, okay. maybe when they're off in college i'll come back good idea all right good, idea. good thank, thank you, you. <laughs>